So we're kicking off this week's Nine Hertz podcast with the return of big business. I mean, I think we said the return of big business last time we played them, but it's been another, what, three years since the last record, uh, The Beast You Are. And um, yeah, this is brilliant. It's a Tory P that called it, uh, Tory P5. And uh, that was a song called New Tombs. This is brilliant, P. I, I didn't even know it was out, um, let alone like an EP was out. So yeah, great, great surprise. And, and they're on form again, aren't they? They are, yeah. You know, the the the, the Tory P's have kind of either, you know, precluding an album, which has always, you know, been something to behold, or, you know, just on its own, this kind of, um, you know, these short releases ahead of tours and, you know, they've done it again. You know, like we largely stay away from the big names, uh, you know, but there's been, you know, there's been some good ones recently, like, you know, uh, Portrayal of Guilt, second album, you know, their second album of the year. Uh, it's just amazing. But this is big business, you know, and, and they were, you know, in general, they were a band, I, you know, I can go a while without listening to, but then there's periods where I listen to little else. And, you know, I've, I've been known to occasionally declare them as the best band in the world at times. You know, and you take something like Here Come the Waterworks, which I'd say, you know, any time of the year, I'd say is, is in the top 10 or 20 albums ever recorded, in my opinion. So, you know, they're, they're up there for me and they still produce this kind of magical music. You know, it's, it's you can hear it here. It's still, every, you know, they've still got every ounce of it. You know, nothing has dropped at all. It's, you know, it's in the the narrative lyrics and that kind of vocal delivery, which is, you know, it feels like you're listening to a to a story or to like a twisted fairy tale or something, and and just this music that creeps into your brain and sounds, you know, it sounds familiar, but incomparable to like anybody else or anything else. It's just simply the sound of big business, and it's they're just a beautiful band continuing to create like the best of music for me. Yeah, yeah, and um, to be fair, I mean, I saw them possibly around the time uh, that the Beast UR came out and. They were playing with Hawes and Hawes blew everyone off stage and then Big Business managed to outshine even that. And it was just like, yeah, there's a reason they're still around. There's a reason people hold them in such high regard. And um, yeah, it's quite obvious when you hear tracks like this, really, isn't it? But yeah, it looks like they put this out on uh, on CD, um, like you say, like ahead of some dates, I guess. Um, you can get this at bigbusiness.bandcamp.com and yeah, it's brilliant. Um, and if you haven't checked out The Beast You Are, then yeah, do, because it was, I think it was in our uh, albums of the year that year as well. So yeah. there you go. So as ever, it's the Nine Hertz podcast. It's nine amazing tracks that we found from across the world uh, via Bandcamp or submissions or just kind of uh, scouring the underground, really. Um, the next one, we we are guilty of playing these quite recently, but um, there's a new release from Invoce. Um, I think this was on um, quite an obscure label before, um, but they've uh, put out another um, single track um, that's 11 minutes long and it's... Um, it's it's less basic. Um, it's a, it's a lot more kind of punk driven, I guess. Um, I really enjoyed this. It's a little track called El Alda put out. What did you make of this one, Pete? Because I know we we really liked that last one. Yeah, we do. I think it's actually the third time we've played them all together. And but but you know for good reason. There's when you find a band, you know, innovating between kind of like the mystical planes of black metal psychedelia. You know, you've got to stick with them and gorge upon everything they you know they put out because they operate in this, you know, magical place. And, it, you know, this track is, I, I found it really cool. It's got fast paced. Um, it's got this ever present atmosphere. It's like, you know, like clogged with space dust and feedback. And this is how I want my black metal to sound, you know, like you say, punk elements to it. Um, 
it just like it feels like it's like completely out of it. You know, like it's stood there with its eyes rolled back in its head and just like shamanic in a way and maybe alien as well. I just it just sounds unusual and I love them for that. Yeah, it's so inventive and so unique. I think uh, people will get a lot out of this. Um, I think we're going to play a little excerpt from this because we've got some very long tracks this uh, this episode, be warned. Uh, so yeah, this is a song called Elal and you can get this at invoce.bandcamp.com. <laughs> So that was the psychedelic black metal via punk magic, I guess, of Inbuche. That was a song called Elal. Um, so yeah, next up we've got a, a pretty psychedelic uh, follow-up, I guess, uh, from a band called Electric High, who've got a new album called Horizons coming out very soon. And um, yeah, this is just mad, um, sort of 11 on the amps, um, pedals going all over the place, chaos but it, it it sounds so reined in and cool um never heard of them before they're from norway um and they're on fuzz club records this is great peter i'm really glad you picked this one yeah I, you know i'm glad i came across it. it 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 came out on fuzz club records which is this really cool uh london-based label and you know i kind of follow them and you know everything they put out obviously is kind of psych you tell from the name but it's not all from the heavy end which is where my ta- you know my tastes reside but nonetheless, I still like listening to everything in the power. You know, it opens, you know, opens me up to new things. Um, Electric Eye, then, you know, this came out and it's on the cusp of what I'd normally fall, you know, normally fall into my sphere. Uh, but I just loved it as soon as, you know, as soon as that email popped up, notifying me of like a f- new Fuzz Club release and, and the, can I just press play on this? I was like, I was, I was in it. You know, it's, it's in that atmosphere of it. It's got an air of cool, you know, like we played a band called Dorotheo a few weeks ago. Yeah. It reminds me of that a little bit, you know, it's in that same way. Um, 
and also you know i think maybe like that it the kind of often underappreciated percussion. I think the drums are incredible in this track and just make it. Yeah, really, really exciting stuff. Similarly, I think it's um, it's taken a little bit of a leaf out of the King Gizzard book, which is always good in my in my view. So yeah, mm. I really enjoyed this. So the track's called Den Atmospherisk Elven, uh, and it's off an album called Horizons. And you can get this at electriceye.bandcamp.com.
Okay, so that was the excellent Electric Eye, a fantastic record called Horizons just out now. Um, next up, we're playing uh, someone who has been on the podcast before, I think, uh, definitely reviewed him on the website, a guy called Ashtoreth uh, from Antwerp in Belgium, and um, he's done a split here uh, with a guy called Onsterite Shite. And um, yeah, I first came across uh, Ashtoreth uh, touring with Tim Holhouse. And um, he's done an excellent uh, 12-inch split, I think, with uh, Tim. It might have been Timothy C. Holhouse, the sort of noise variations. But I've seen him play Lincoln as well. He played um, Decimal He played Decimal Place, which is uh, our local kind of artsy, uh, strange, uh, experimental venue, I guess. Uh, and I just remember him um, flooding the room with the um, smoke of sage. Like he, he kind of purified the room before he played, and it was this mystic kind of sound to it and um that record with tim is fantastic um this is more of the same it's it's kind of a very esoteric uh droney piece um with this other um sort of noise artist and they've recorded this live at something called sonic emissions uh in ghent and uh, yeah it's it's a very sort of winding and and ethereal kind of sounding thing but i i just thought this was fantastic i listened to the whole 45 minutes uh when it came out on bank Camp friday the other day and yeah, just just kind of blew my head off really, and yeah, I just thought it's something unusual. We're probably going to play a, one of the heavier uh, excerpts on this, but I don't want really to made of this one, Peter. Have you um, come across Ashtoreth before? Well, not musically, although I, I knew the name straight away, and it was through um, your kind of uh, previous reviews and and you did an interview. It wasn't a podcast; it was pre-podcast days. It was a you know kind of written interview, and wow. and I kind of read that before you know while listening, and, and it was it was interesting that. So, I, you know, I don't think I'd ever actually listen to it. You know, noise. You know, I'm not particularly partial to kind of noise experimentation, as you know. So it's something new to kind of you know like I sat there and I thought, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know put myself through the whole 45 minutes. Um, which is an interesting, you know, a, a live session as an introduction to this was kind of, you know, going all in. And yeah, you know, it was, <laughs> there was one bit, you know, it reminded me of kind of, I was thinking, oh, it reminds me of like Blade Runner soundtracks, but I thought, yeah, that's probably an extremely novice thing to say when talking <laughs> about kind of noise experimentation. But yeah, but also that, you know, that one of the, I think one of the first questions you asked in the interview um, way back when, I think, you know, many years ago was, was was asking how they created something so ethereal and organic from electronic instruments, and that really resonated as a list to this. You know, all the way through, I was thinking, you know, that you know, that's that's a great question because that kind of framed how I I was hearing it. You know, because there's bits here which, you know, it feels like a, a dream-like exaggeration of of like field recordings, uh, you know, from a forest floor. You know, it's, mm. you know. It, it was it was interesting I, you know i still you know i still don't get it as you know I, I can't imagine what you know but I, not being into this i can't imagine kind of sitting there and choosing to listen to this type of music but it was you know having done so it was a you know it was a really interesting journey yeah i think that's what what, what i kind of got out of it it felt like you you set off with them and you were there to witness whatever happened in between and and it feels like a journey and that, I, I feel like that's what the best um sort of experimental and and drone-ish kind of music does really and uh yeah this guy does it in spades and yeah i've, I've always kind of kept an eye on, on what he's done i've i've kind of resisted playing everything he's put out 
on the podcast because I know it's uh, it's not quite what we play every week. But yeah, I just thought this was fantastic. So yeah, really, really enjoyed this. And I uh, urge people to go and uh, listen to the whole thing. So we're going to play a uh, an excerpt from this. Uh, this is uh, a little bit from the Svata Variations live by uh, Ashtreth and Unsterashite. Uh, you can get this at ashtreth1.bandcamp.com and I'd definitely check out his other work here as well.
Okay, so that was an excerpt from the Sparta sessions by uh, Ashtoreth, uh, sort of like a live collaboration there. Uh, we're going to go on to something a lot more kind of uh, life affirming, I guess, and, and sort of we're going to wake you up a little bit. Uh, a band called Bedtime Magic, who we might have played on the podcast before from uh, Boston, Massachusetts. And yeah, this is um, this is fantastic stuff. It's, it's proggy, it's like punk esque but it's it's got something about it um it sounds like two bands playing at once at times which is uh, a compliment and I, I just thought this was absolutely amazing pete um it's off their new record between the sheets um and it's a song called pass out but yeah I, i'd never really considered um a band like this capable of making a sound like this but it, it's they somehow do as a two-piece it's amazing yeah yeah we, you know we I've kind of been listening for a while. We played a track. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we have played them or not, but we definitely played a track by a band called Greylock. Uh, I was looking, then it was back in like July 19, um, and they did a split with Bedtime Magic. And I think you know they then got in touch with us, and we'd, like we've emailed each other sporadically since. And they've kind of been threatening to release this album for quite a while now. You know, and then you know, obviously, pandemic slowed things down. Um, and I added to that, just as an aside, kind of slightly randomly, this UK label called Noise Merchant recently re-released one of their older albums on tape, just completely at the blue. And so I managed to get hold of that. So, yeah, they were really, you know, really good bands to follow. And then this album is just, you know, it's an absolute blinder. It's just the whole way through. It's seriously strong. It's, you know, it's noise rock with a real kind of heaviness underlining it. Um, and that, that gives it kind of this real sense of power beneath, you know, the typically skittish, jarring guitars of the genre. Um, but it sounds enormous. Like you said, it sounds aggressive. It sounds emotional. Um, this song's only a minute and 20. Odd, and uh, and it's just, you know, you just kind of feel knocked over by it when you've heard it. Yeah, it packs so I, much I just, in, doesn't it? it? Yeah, it does. It's just, you know, I, I think, you know, from like, you know, people in the going to love this. I think they could and should kind of rise through the ranks of the genre with this it's that good yeah yeah it's it's really good um and I, yeah i, I want to I've, I've only heard this track so far so i really want to sort of get the album on and uh give that a spin as well um so it looks like this is out already now um you can get this at bedtimeboston.bandcamp.com uh, like we say the song's called pass out and the album's called between the sheets
So that was bedtime magic. Fantastic stuff there. So we're going to go on to something a bit more kind of uh, dark and uh, and dingy here. A uh, band called Emanation have got a brand new record coming out on uh, Sentient Ruin, who've played a lot of recently. And the album's called The Emanation of Begotten Chaos from God. This is just like, yeah, it, I, I had to play it because it was just so strange and 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 captivating it, it kind of whirls through all these kind of different emotions and sounds quite ornate um you know it, it sounds like it's soundtracking like a descent into the underworld or into some forgotten tomb or something i thought it was absolutely brilliant and i, th- I think it's being um hyped quite a few places as well uh for good reason really um what did you make of this one pete had you heard it before no, um, it was on my to-do list. So as as all kind of yeah. sentient ruin releases are, you know, and, and now I have it's, it. It feels like you know, it, this is what sentient ruin do best. You know, they unearth, you know, for everyone's pleasure, this kind of, you know, the the weirdest and most unique takes on extreme metal. Um, you know, this track's unbelievable. The beginning sounds like it sounds like nothing else. Like yes. this, <laughs> this is like jangling industrial noises added to what sounds like an abandoned porch full of wind chimes and you know i, I don't know it's just this really weird um you know mood about it and then the, when the guitars come on it kind of like takes an, you know takes on another life and it's you know similarly new and different and invigorating and you know despite that kind of overcast and downbeat tone you know which is like inevitable i guess it's you know it's still kind of, you know, it's still, you know, like I say, invigorated, still kind of gets you smiling and, and gets you energised. And I think that's just because of its unusualness and, and, and how good it is. And, and, and I don't know, from there on, it just goes down a well into this kind of controlled cacophony of, of like noises and distortion. You know, it's one, I realise this is 15 minutes long and you think, you know, I, I was just kind of, I was going all over the place. And what I'd realised is I was listening, I'd listened to it a lot longer and I was on to, you know, second and third track. I didn't even realise it was, which I think speaks to the strength of the album and the fact that probably it needs to be listened to as a single piece of work, uh, which we say a lot, but, you know, really, you know, just from that experience, I, I felt that. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, it, I, I don't know, I just found this real kind of this swirling masterpiece, really. I think it, yeah. it's that good. I think they might this this album is actually from 2011 so it's actually like a reissue it's on on vinyl for the first time right. um but I think it's it's being bought to a lot more people um it's it's just one guy who's uh, also in a band called like drone razors through flesh sphere uh, and he's also in titan blood which makes so much sense and yeah like the um the hour long thing I think uh, it's possibly been split up for vinyl so um yeah it's uh it's certainly like meant to be listened to as one like evolving whole basically so yeah fantastic stuff i think i really i just really wanted to play this because i think I've, I've heard of this record before but i've never kind of given it that much time but um yeah what what a record um so yeah it's called the emanation of begotten chaos from god and we're going to play uh, cyclic metamorphosis
So that was a band called Emanation, a reissue from 2011. Um, brilliant, kind of uh, evolving black metal-esque um, dirge there. We're going into something much more brief and much more kind of to the point here. And this is brilliant, like possibly the best band name we've had in a while um, until the end of this podcast, actually. So, yeah, listen out for that. This is a, a band called Heavy Peasant that you've picked, Pete. What, what a name. Um, and, yeah, this is just straight to the point, brutal um, kind of blunt force trauma of a, a record, really. Um, two tracks that apparently are coming out on their uh, upcoming album. Um, but I can't wait to hear more. This is, this is a great, really good. Uh, this is a really good statement of intent, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just kind of, you know, saw the name, saw the artwork and, and just give it a go and, and liked it immediately. You know, like, what I like, you look at the kind of the tags on Bandcamp, which is where I found it, and often they'll go, they often go one way or the other, which is extremely specific, something like, you know, black and sci-fi, tech, death, whatever, um, or just vague, and it'll say, like, rock, and heavy peasant are probably in the latter. It just says doom, hardcore, metal, punk, rock, and stoner. And I think normally I'd, I'd, I'd probably be a bit wary of that as a band, kind of just throwing anything out there to try and get the you know the people in. But but it listed you know list to it. You get it. It's all of those elements put together. You know, and yeah. it sounds glorious for it. You know, it's obviously you know it's got stoner rock, but it's, it has got hardcore adrenaline to it. Um, it's you know it's got this almost trad metal um you know bravado to it as well and you know you just kind of got to let yourself go and dive in head first i think you know maybe if i was to name composers i was thinking like maybe the shrine or or even you know like cross with someone like dukes or nothing maybe you know yeah. it's got that about it and um but you know it's not really worth spending our time trying to compare it's just you know, this is two tracks, it's done in five minutes and you just got to kind of you know mosh away and, and forget yourself for that time. Yeah, I for some reason this reminded me of bands like Bad Men um, and mm. um, stuff that you could maybe find at Supersonic on like the Saturday night, like early slot on Saturday night, just like a bit of like no nonsense, like metal and, and rock, I guess, just to mm. get people in the mood. It's just very sort of like riotous stuff. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. So um, it's a self-titled uh, release, it looks like, on, on here, just digital only at the moment. Uh, by Heavy Peasant but um, yeah we're going to play the opening track Modern Medieval and we can't wait to hear more this is brilliant you can get this at heavypeasant.bandcamp.com
so that was the sounds of Heavy Peasant. Absolutely amazing. Um, we're going to play something a bit more raw next. This is a split release between a band called Wolven Daughter and Molten Dagger. We're going to play the Molten Dagger side. Uh, this is kind of like a kind of uh, queer, anti-fascist, like raw black metal sound, I guess. Wolven Daughter from Lexington. I'm not quite sure where Molten Dagger are from, but they're both like one person uh, black metal projects and, and they sound absolutely like feral and i just loved it straight away um and and this kind of scene is is kicking up so many interesting bands there's so many um kind of people making a political point but making such amazing music to go along with it i really enjoyed it. what did you uh, reckon to both bands I, I, I really enjoyed it you know like it's like you say you know like it's from the it's obvious you know straight away as soon as you go in it's from the kind of the left-wing black metal resistance so you know like we're in safe territories and when you know place we want to be um and then you know the woven daughter up front and it's kind of wonderfully lo-fi black metal like you know like a, a tape recorded to a tape recorded to a tape you know level of mm. production and, and and the mystique that brings and you know that um you know martin dagger kind of you know invest more into that side of things into the production and it's but it instead goes for kind of like kind of shimmering atmosphere approach you know you find in black metal with the kind of the threat just kind of creeping out and reaching out at you from within that cloud and so it's a you know really cool the whole release is just you know like it's short and sweet and you know you can't help but like it yeah it's it's just like raging and i think that's kind of mm. what I, I wanted from this and it, it just brings it in in bucket loads um i just absolutely love stuff like this so yeah had to play it and um, i think uh both tracks have got their own charm i guess but uh Martin dagger just kind of um spoke to me quite a bit so yeah it's really cool um it sounds like you're going into sort of, some sort of like wormhole um and it's quite sort of aptly uh, titled as a loophole through consciousness you can get this split at wolvendaughter.bandcamp.com this is brilliant
So that was a band called Molten Dagger, excellent splitter with a band called Wolven Daughter. I said earlier that Heavy Peasant was the best uh, band name on here, but yeah, this has got to be the, the this takes a biscuit. Uh, Mule Thrower uh, from Pennsylvania. This is fantastic stuff. Um, looks to be like a sort of mutated uh, Trojan horse on the front, but yeah, the music inside is very much, um, I don't know, it, it's kind of sludgy and stuff, but I got like um, echoes of, of maybe like grind bands from the 90s as well under there, like uh, bands like Benum and and that, you know, just like they were on Relapse and, uh, a long time ago. And this is just dirty stuff, isn't it, Pete? I absolutely love the lyrics as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you know if you don't look at that band name and the song title and the artwork and think that you know this is going to be good, then we're not into the same music because yeah. <laughs> you know I, I knew I, I kind of knew I knew you know it looked like yeah I know this. I'm, I'm almost certainly going to play this before I even heard it and um, and and here we are. So you know the solo outfit is kind of. It is sludgy stone. I get what you're saying completely. I didn't quite, you know, put my finger on it, but I, you know, completely understand that kind of that all relapse sound. Um, and you know, it's it's got the kind of requisite fuzz, the stone of fuzz. It's got the distortion of sludge. It's there's you know there's a passage particularly towards the end. It reminds me of kind of that kind of fried you know um, weedy to feel to it. You know, yeah. and the slow and dirty ending. And just, you know, I haven't got too much to say. And, you know, it's, it's like this perfect combination of all its ingredients to creating something, you know, more than the sum of its parts. Um, and, but, you know, I said the main thing is it's just kind of a little over three minutes. It's just a load of fun. I just absolutely, you know, you've just got to kind of dive into this and, and just, you know, forget everything else. And, you know, this is a great ending to the podcast. Yeah. I can't decide whether the band name or the song name are better. So I'll let people decide for themselves. <laughs> um, so yeah, the band's called Mule Thrower and you can get this at mulethrower.bandcamp.com. The album's called Gluttoner, which is uh, again, brilliant. Uh, and we're going to play the excellently titled Scab Eater. We'll see you next week. <laughs>